most exciting man in boxing. Man in boxing, led the flare cops. Shout out to Goodfellas Sports TV. What it is, man? Detroit versus everybody, man. Detroit, we rep the hardest, man. We gain the hardest. You know what? You know what it is, man. Detroit, CJ, holla at your boy when we get home. Yo, this is Deontay the Bronx from a wild, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. And I'd like to give a big shout out to CJ Goodfella Sports TV. Bomb squad, baby. Hey, Carrera, quiero mandar un saludo a mi amigo Goodfella de parte de tu amigo Jaime Munguía. Un abrazo, carnal. Ánimo. All right, man, that ain't what that was supposed to be. My bad. Let me run that. Yo, this is Deontay the Bronx from a wild, the WBC heavyweight champion of the world. And I'd like to give a big shout out to CJ Goodfellow, Sports TV. Bomb squad, baby. Hey, Carrera, quiero mandar un saludo a mi amigo Goodfella de parte de tu amigo Jaime Munguía. Un abrazo, carnal. Ánimo. All right, man, let's talk about a new UI and uh, Stephen Foden. I ain't going to lie, I had Foden one. I would have took my break at work way early and did a reaction video. I took my time on that one, but uh, credit to new UA, uh pound for pound king. I think he submitted himself uh, as pound for pound king. Uh, uh, but we'll get into that. And Spencer Crawford, I know they're doing the uh, grand arrivals, which they fashionably late. I mean, I really don't give a hell about that. Uh, you know, really don't ready for this shit to be over with. I mean, obviously, you know, they got Sean Porter trying to do damage control and shit out there, trying to tell his side of the story. Well, I have one foot in. Like, I'm just like, dude, let, let them go and square up and let's find out. Let's find out. Earl Spence is he's there right now. Um, he's talking right now at the uh at the at the at the thing. Um. And a nigga, a nigga look hella dead in the face. Um, you know, it, it do look like I can't really see his body. I see his head. You know, but hey, guess what? They signed up to cut weight. I'm pretty sure Terrence Crawford having to cut weight. Um, he having to do the same shit. So, I mean, it is what it is, dude. Um. But we'll talk a little bit about them too. But a new way is, you know, you know, people acting like even if Crawford went, if Errol Spence wins Saturday, a new way is still more accomplished than Errol Spence. And I said that before. He's more accomplished than Errol Spence right now. It's just that people in America are enamored with names. And only thing, only thing that that really hurt in, in New Way is that uh he didn't get opportunity to knock out Sore Reverstein. He didn't get the opportunity to knock out Chocolito. He didn't get the opportunity to knock out guys like Julio Cesar uh, Martinez and Juan Estrada, I think. Uh, 
probably could have survived a little bit longer uh, with him, in my opinion. Uh, that's the only mistake that he he made. You know, Chocolito losing lost him a lot of cachet, to be honest. You know, Chocolito losing lost him a lot of cachet. Um, and that's just what it is, you know, because he needed that he needed that name on his resume. So, you know, but none nonetheless, man, thumbs up the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, next subscribe button is the bell icon button. Hit all notification, increase your chance, get notifications. We go live word drop video. Hit the link tree. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Anchor, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many, many others. It'll be up sometime tonight um, on all the podcast platforms. Obviously, usually it's up on YouTube. If you do listen to it on a podcast platform, take a minute to rate the podcast for your boy. It's 100% free to rate it. Um, you know, it's 100% free to rate it and, and give it a rating. So I do appreciate uh, those who do take time to rate it and, and leave a review. Appreciate that is much appreciated. Um, you want to support the channel? That's appreciated as well. I am providing a service. Uh, Cash App, Bellasan, CJ Good 313, Venmo, CJ Good 313, roll the bottom of the screen in the description. PayPal in the description and everything else is in the link tree as well, too. Um, but yeah, New Year Way, bad motherfucker, man. That's when I, I watch, that's when, you know, I watch the tape. When a fight interests me, I get to watching the tape. And uh, that's how I knew he was going to win. I thought Fogg might go a little bit longer because he'd be a little bit heavier. Um, yeah, he, he, in my opinion, I thought he was going to be a little bit. Uh, I thought I thought he was gonna be a little bit heavier um coming in there, but uh he wasn't because Donair came in 20 pounds heavier. That's why Donair was able to uh was able to break his orbital bone. Donair came, he put in on 20 pounds the next day. See, that's what they don't tell you. So I thought Fulton was gonna be able to 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 put that type of weight on the next day. And be able to absorb the punishment but I, I really think for him dude that that stab jab to the body is what really did him in um and that's what got him knocked out that's why you throw that stab jab to the body the way you throw it to the body because um you throw it that way because to drop the uh to drop the right hand over the top or the back hand over the top that's why you throw that jab to the body that's what you're setting up you know, also, you know, you preoccupying them and you setting them up. And the reason why Fulton couldn't get away from away with it, away from the punch, Tim Bradley noted it in, in his breakdown. Tim Bradley said he couldn't get away from the punch because his base is too wide. And what's so funny about it is your wide base usually indicates that you hear the, the punching power. You know, and we know Fulton ain't, ain't the biggest puncher in the world. So I didn't really understand why Fulton had a wide base unless Fulton, make sure y'all thumbs up the video. Unless Fulton had, you know, had plans to uh, to really dip low and be on some Pernell Whitaker shit, which they really, for the most part, they they outlawed that type of dipping. But I thought maybe he was gonna dip low and and do something like that. But that 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 wide base takes away your mobility, takes away your mobility in your lower body. That's why when I said this in my reaction video, when Adrian Broner moved up, uh, he never made the adjustment with his base. He still had a, a base for power. You know what I'm saying? If you if you bring that base in, if you bring if you bring that base in, you can maneuver. He could have got away from that that stat. He could have got away from that jab. And if he was able to get away from that jab and use lateral movement, then you know what I'm saying. Then I think you would. Then I think you would have seen a new UI had to make another adjustment. But he did a great job of taking away a new UI's check left hook away. He did a tremendous job of doing that. His base was just too wide. That that's the that was the biggest problem. His base was his base was simply too wide, and he couldn't he couldn't get away from he couldn't get away from the punishment. He couldn't get away from the punishment. You know his base was simply too wide, so. Uh, but, you know, but then again, the speed was too much, and and those type of dudes like him and Pacquiao who like to dart in and jump in and jump out. You cannot sit, you can't sit on the outside with them. If you're gonna sit on the outside from them, 
he had to bring that base in. He had to start. He he would have had to start working angles. He would have had to start working angles, bro. Bring that base in and work angles. That's what Floyd did. Floyd took the angles. He knew he knew that Manny Pacquiao had to set the throw. He knew that. He knew Manny Pacquiao had to set his feet to throw. So anytime Manny Pacquiao was about to throw a punch, he knew Manny Pacquiao was going to set. So when Manny Pacquiao set, Mayweather just stepped over or he got off first. He knew when Manny Pacquiao was going to set the throw. Stephen Fulton let let the let the speed in the in the, in the speed fight. I mean, Anuiwa didn't even don't even faint that much, bro. Not like Manny Pacquiao. He let the speed. He really liked the speed. The speed really would kill him, and that's when I knew on tape. When I seen how fast he was, you know, and how he was he was able to dip and move his head, I knew Fulton had lost that fight. Looking at the tape, the guy was just simply too gifted. He was just simply too gifted. And what Fulton had needed to do is, I told y'all Fulton had to get on the inside. And then when Fulton did get on the inside, he did some good work. But the difference was the ref wasn't letting him work on the inside. I knew UA was, was tying up. The ref was not letting him work on the inside. And that's where he needed to be at. But a new way, he he don't he ain't no inside fighter from what I seen, but he know how to hold. And when he in the inside, he gonna beat you up with his free hand. He will do that. When Fulton got on the inside and started dipping and digging down, he had some success. I mean, Fulton hurt him with a couple right hands too. Y'all ain't nobody really catch it. He he stopped the new in his tracks a couple times when he landed that right hand. But I kind of knew, kind of seeing him walk through the ring, walk to the ring, I kind of knew it was gonna be some type of trouble. Cause I was just looking how nervous he was looking. He was taking deep breaths on the right ring, walk to the ring, you know. And somebody else brought this up to me, man. I'm not gonna say their name, but they said, You think he went over there for the money grab? You know, I mean, shit, he, he got north for three million dollars for this fight. And somebody said, You think he sold his belt? And um, I mean, that possibility run across your mind. I don't really take, you know, Philly dudes like that, but um. I don't really I think the them dudes are, are of, of great integrity, the majority of them. But he might have went over there and sold his belt. But I'm gonna talk about that in a second. You know, a lot of people at PBC are mercenaries. They do it for the bag. They don't do it for nothing else. They do it for the bag. But his basis would would allow him not to have no feet. And maybe that speed, I think the speed, the speed was he can handle the power. The speed is what told him up the movement, the speed, the power, the balance. He wasn't ready for that. And then on top of that, he was out 13 months. Al Heyman is killing his own top fighters, bro. Anuiwe was just in the ring in December. That's damn near this year. Fulton ain't been in the ring since June. I think June 6th of last year. Come on. Come on. And then you could tell, you know, he was so gunshot to throw. And, you know, the funny thing about the opening of the fight, Anuiwa wasn't sure he can hit Fulton. And he had trouble hitting Fulton. Fulton blocked a lot of those shots. Fulton dropped a tremendous amount of those shots. He rolled a lot of those shots. But I knew when he threw his first real punch, he threw a lead right hand, and it was more – it came up real short. It was more of that get off me type of punch. That's what it was. It was more of that get off me type of punch. I said, I knew when he walked to the ring, I said, that dude looked kind of nervous. And then, you know, how he got in there, he believed the hype before he got in there. Speed tore his ass out the frame. It really did. And people say, oh, box on the outside. I told y'all he had to get on the inside. That's the first thing you want to do is get on the inside so you can establish some type of dominance. You don't want to be at the end of, end of this guy's shots. And people seeing that the Butler guy, the Paul Butler guy has some success. People saying Onito Denier has some success. Think you just going to go in there and outbox him. They make adjustments too. You know, 
And how, how you fight guys like that, man, you got to fight him like Salido fought Lomachenko. And then, you know, some people out there that think Lomachenko is still a better fighter at his peak than Inouye way. I mean, hell no. Hell no. Y'all forgot Lomachenko lost to Orlando Salido, bro. Y'all forgot Lomachenko lost to a prospect in Tiafima Lopez, a prospect with a belt at the time. Let, let's keep it all the way funky. Ain't no way uh, Lomachenko better than a new uh, Lomachenko better than in any way. That's what y'all want to call him. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Lomachenko don't have the physical talent. He don't have a skill set uh anyway let's call it what it is he don't have a physical talent nor, nor the skill set neither neither but then again y'all shouldn't y'all shouldn't discredit uh Stephen Foe for going over there. even even if he went over there to grab the bag he still he still took that he still took that risk bro make sure y'all thumbs up the video he still took that risk and that's to be respected bro Cause you going over there over, you know, that flight back home gonna be long as hell, like Tom Bennett said. It's gonna be a long flight back home. You know, the most of you most of you niggas say, Well, I'll take a bullet for it for my mama, or I'll take a bullet for a million dollars. Yeah, right. Till it's time to stand in front of her and take the bullet. Like you send bad from first kid in the movie First Kid. Y'all, y'all ain't built like that, bro. He went in there with somebody with devastating power. And he and he hung in there, man. He blocked a lot of those shots. He blocked a lot of those shots. He blocked a lot of those shots. A lot of them. Gotta give it to him. Hold on. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, this I mean, y'all gotta commend him for going over there when he didn't have to. He had the belts, he could have made you know an anyway come over to him. Everybody just want to pile up on the man. That's why these niggas don't take no risks. Because if I lose, you know, everybody shit on me, everybody get off my bandwagon, everybody say fuck me, write me off. I can't come back and do it again. And if I win, they discredit me. They say this guy wasn't this guy. This guy wasn't that guy. He wasn't that good. He he was overrated. They discredit. They discredit you. It's a it's a lose lose situation. If I win, it ain't good enough. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. If I lose, everybody pile up on me, man. We need to uplift Stephen Foden, bro. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. We need to we need to uplift these. We need to uplift these brothers, bro. These dudes that's taking these chances, you know, they're taking all these chances when some of these dudes won't even go around the corner to fight nobody. They won't go around the corner and fight nobody. So like I continue, like I continue to say, bro. Credit to both. Credit, credit to Stephen Fold for taking that fight. Credit for New York, a New York way for not needing no tune-up. Y'all be wanting niggas to take, 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 take these type of risks, but then y'all don't want to get credit where credit is due. They had the man went over there and won. Somebody still would have discredited him. Oh, you, I mean, you can't beat this guy. You can't beat him, man. Come on. Come on. That man, that man, that man deserved deserve a lot of credit going over there. He could have easily moved up, rematched Brandon Figueroa and kept him moving. Not even fight dog. And I know dog bring a lot of money to the table for sure. I ain't saying that he do or he don't. You know? 
But damn, it's like the the risk with the just talking about the fans, the risk don't even match the reward. I'll say it again: the risk don't even match the reward. Man, you got to give him credit for in there because he stood in there. He ain't, and even when they stopped the fight, when he get when the fight stopped, he went down punching. He went down punching. He still was punching. He still was punching. Give him man credit. He still he went down fighting. He got hit with a really good shot. Really good shot. Coming off a 13-month layoff, coming all the way across halfway around the world. In a rematch, I think he'll do a lot better. Not an immediate rematch, but yeah, I think he'll do a lot better. A lot better. He had rhythm, he had timing. But y'all understand, not doing something for a year, some of you niggas stop trying to jack off for a year. <laughs> y'all niggas can't do it. They need a rehab for that. Y'all couldn't do it. Most of y'all couldn't do it. Tell you niggas no, no pop for 13 months. Most of y'all couldn't do it. Most of y'all cannot do it. Most of y'all don't got the discipline to try to lose 10 pounds in a year, bro. Let's keep let's call it spade a spade. Ain't nothing, ain't no problem losing to the best fighter in the world. And he is the best fighter in the world. He is the best fighter in the world. And I don't mean Fulton can't be a top 10 fighter still. I mean, somebody told it to me like, man, that dude fought a, a generational talent, bro. This this was a this this should have been for the lineal belt. The Rain magazine ain't get this one right. This would have been for the lineal belt. Fulton was the best guy in the division. This should have been for the lineal belt. And this dude moved up and beat him and didn't lose a second. Fans was respectful, humane. He didn't lose a second. You can't name an Earl Spence performance like that. Earl Spence don't even got a Stephen Fulton on his resume. Fulton got countless undefeated fighters on his resume from Leo to Figueroa to Joshua Greer. You can go on and on and on. Shit, Terrence Crawford ain't got a win like Stephen Fogg. Let's call it real. He beat a real world-class fighter. And Fogg should have been a top 10 pound-for-pound pound fighter. Let's call it, let's keep it a buck. He should have. He should have been a top 10 pound-for-pound pound fighter. He should have. And this dude didn't lose a second of this fight. A second. He didn't, he didn't lose a second of it. Who who been that down? Who 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 had dominant victories like that? Floyd Mayweather, Roy Jones Jr. I mean, flawless. Terrence Crawford has some victories, but not of this 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 elk, not of this 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 quality. You know, not of this quality. Now come Saturday, you know he put on a dominant performance. Then hey. We can open the dialogue up. Who the best fighter in the world? Because I tell you this, and New Way, Crawford, and Better BF is in the class of their own. Care with no pound for pound. Let's say they're in the class of their own. They own. None of nobody else in boxing is beating fighters. Are are beating fighters' ass like them three. They're 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 having dominant fight. The closest fight that he had was Nonito Donaire, and Donaire's stock is looking real good right now. It's looking real good right now. Terrence Crawford's closest fight he had was Sean Porter. And he thought he was winning by a country mile, and when he fake when they said it was close, guess what he did? He put the turbo boosters on. Better BF ain't had a close fight. Everything has been by destruction. Nobody else in boxing is, is beating their opponents consistently, fighting and fight out like NUA, like Crawford, like Better BF. Nobody. Nobody. They they both nasty. They all three of them nasty. All three of them is is dogs. All three of them is killers. And all both of them, they they three of the best finishers in the world. Not named Deontay Wilder. At all, 
you can't put tank in that in that, in that class bro it's like trying to put a cope out in the class of, of, of mercedes benz and lexus come on you can't put him in that class he ain't fought no folding dude he ain't fought a motherfucking donor a 37 year old donor guys like emmanuel rodriguez and, and, and the guys that he, he's fought He ain't, he ain't he ain't of that quality, bro. He's talent wise, he's he could be of that quality. But mentally, you don't know if he can hang in there because he don't want to fight nobody. He don't want to fight nobody. But them these them three is the best three fighters in the world. I don't rank heavyweights, but who's a bad motherfucker too? These are the them anyway, better BF Crawford class of their own. They in the elite. They in that elite class. Everybody else is far is far behind. I don't rank heavyweights. Once again, I say that again in my pop pop list. Everybody else is is in the back of the bus. They man, them niggas ain't even on the bus. They ain't even on the boat. They ain't even on the sidecar of the motorcycle. They ain't on one of the safety boats on side of the boat on side of the yacht. No, nah, no, nah, they still on. They still on. They still on land that Michael Rubin's secret. Uh. Uh, sweet Nick party. Them three guys, killers. They the three kings of the pound for pound list. Now Rose Spence can put himself in that class, but as far as uh, you know that that talent that they that killer that they got, that's kind of what he missing. You know, and that's how you know you really got a special finisher. When they finish in, when they finish in B, 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 and B, uh, B, B level and B, B level and up type of fighters. When you can get, when you can get those type of fighters out there, then that's how you know you're a world class puncher, you're a world class fighter, you're a world class finisher. Usually, when you move up in competition, the knockout stop. Guys get more durable. Guys get stronger. I mean, this dude won his four, you know, won an undisputed, and he won a title, two titles in his fourth weight class. And I know a lot of people don't watch the lower weight classes. I keep an eye on it. I watch them. Not as much as I used to, but I keep an eye on them. And he's 30 years old. Ain't no, you can't name nobody with more talent to, to, to more talent than him. Maybe Terrence Crawford, maybe Alexander Usyk. Um This physical talent. Maybe Javante Davis could be right there as far as the physical talent. That's about it. That's about it. Because Gary Russell don't want to be a boxer no more. You know, Shakur Stevenson's got great technical uh, ability. He has great technical ability. He looked like a great athlete in his last fight at 135. He looked explosive. From a technical standpoint of view, hell of a fighter. But when you talk about physical gifts that that guy got to give you, that's what kind of se separate him. He don't he don't got that poppiness in his hands, you know. But hey, he got everything else though, so we got can't take that shit from him. He got everything else. But this kid right here, the baddest motherfucker right now. Now you know Crawford and Spence may have something to say, may have something to say on Saturday, but the way I look at it, you know, you got two guys. That's that's past their prime. It's an old fight. You had two guys that's in their prime, undefeated at their best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, coming off layoffs. Everybody coming off layoffs. Um, you got a 33 year old and a guy that's about to be 36 years old fight Saturday, and we excited. I mean, it's just like starving, and then they drop a box of goddamn saltine crackers in the jungle to feed us. Of course, them saltine motherfucking crackers gonna taste like uh um gonna taste like steak we motherfucking starving we starving like marvin for real we starving like marvin but much 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 credit to stephen Foden, bro he'll be back he'll be back he'll be back but this was a prime fight two young motherfuckers Guy taking his titles overseas. I know money talks and bullshit. Walk. He made a lot of money. He made north of three million dollars a year. Probably even more. 
But shit, you know, for a lot of all the money in the world, some of you niggas ain't gonna take no ass whooping. Some of y'all get slapped in the street and start picking up and run and running. Y'all won't even defend yourself. What Jay Z said, what y'all mad for? Because when my back against the wall, I react. I never not gave a new UI his credit. That's so crazy about it. I never not gave him his credit. I stated a fact. He he struggled with 37-year-old Nonito Donaire. He didn't have a fight that separate separated him. That's a fact. And you know, Nonino Donaire did come in 20 pounds heavier than him. So I mean it is what it is. I mentioned all those things. He had a fight where he separated himself from a, a very a really good B plus fighter in, in Fulton. He shows that he really he showed A plus talent. I think he's an A plus fighter. He's one of the he's one of the very few A plus talented in fighters. And for better BF to be an A plus, he got to be able to get people, but they aged him out. And for Terrence Crawford to show that he a uh, 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 he's something above a B plus uh, talent, he can get to A A plus fighter or A plus talent up there. With anyway, he got he got to show up and show out against Earl Spence. And if it's a close competitive fight, it better be a fight of attrition. You know. For him to be an A plus, he got to dominate Earl Spence for me to get him an A plus. Damn near, same go for Earl Spence. Or well, we, we need one of them epic ass wars to say, oh, both of them motherfuckers A plus fighters. Y'all be throwing, y'all be calling Ryan Garcia a B fighter, like nigga, that's disrespectful to every B fighter in, in the world. Ryan Garcia is a D level fighter, really an F level fighter, but I give him some credit for having some physical talent. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas going around talking about Javante, an A-level fighter. Yeah, he got A talent, but his resume proved that he a solid B-level fighter. You know? Fury, you know, he probably A-level, probably could be A-plus if he beat Alexander Usyk. But what I seen from Inouye was some Roy Jones type shit, like somebody mentioned to me earlier. I think it was Greg that mentioned to me. That was some Roy Jones type shit. You know, that was some Floyd Mayweather type of dominant performance. You don't see those two too often versus elite level fighters when they get up there and clash with each other. You don't see it. You know, Mayweather used to get in there, make guys look ordinary in there and stuff, whatever. This this dude wasn't no caveat. You, know, you gotta give him credit. And people are not gonna want to say, oh, he pound pound number one, or he hasn't fought in America. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I know what I saw, and I know what I seen from uh, uh Stephen Foden. I know what I saw. I know what type of fighter he is. He made him, he made it look easy. These niggas out here struggling with Sean Porter. They out here struggling with Lomachenko. You know what I'm saying? They motherfuckers out here struggling with, with, with Matt Corbyn. They out here losing Liam Smith. They out here going to the distance with 50-year-old Golovkin. You know what I'm saying? They out here running from better BF. They out here running from Tyson or Alexander Usyk. And we trying to say that these dudes on the same level as him. Come on. This motherfucker went right into the burning building, put the fire out itself, save the cat, save the dog, save the kids, save the wife, save the husband. You know what I'm saying? And save yourself. Ain't nobody doing that shit in boxing, bro. And he fought in America a few times, too. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't come back over to this motherfucker. I don't care about uh, about 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 that shit neither. I, if I'm if I'm if I'm making the type of money he making in Japan, fuck, I'm coming back over there for. Why would I? Why would I come back over there? Only only people I see kind of giving him a run for his money is possibly Brandon Figueroa, and I explain why. Gary Russell, but he ain't gonna never get his shit together. That's a waste of time. Me talking about that shit. That's it. Secure Stevenson just too big. They never gonna be in the same weight class. Tank Davis naturally a small guy. Maybe they could be in the same weight class. It's a lot of money to be made there, but he might fuck around and beat Tank. He might, <laughs> cause Tank gonna have to lose some weight. You know, he might fuck around and beat Tank, cause Tank gonna have to lose some weight. But I don't see nobody beating him, dude. Gary Russell, if anybody had the talent to do so, is Gary Russell Jr., but he don't want to fight no more. That's about it, bro. 
and Figueroa because Figueroa is so fucking big. If Figueroa can push him back, Figueroa will probably get knocked out. But if Figueroa can push him back and fight the fight he did with Foden, that's how you got to fight that motherfucker. That's how you got. That's how you're gonna have to beat him at the lower weight classes. You got to smother him. You got to smother him. Figueroa got the style, but it's is like you know his defense just a little bit too leaky. But if he can get a little bit of defense, if he can get a little bit of defense. He'd be, he'd be all right. Yeah, he, he got the style to beat him. I told Greg that earlier. He didn't believe me. If he can get a little bit of defense going, because he going to push him on his heels, bro. He going to push him right on his heels. He going to work it. That's how you got to fight him. That's where Foden should have been at. And Figueroa can take the shot. Now, how long can he take the punishment? But as long as if he can take the punishment where he can get stay on the inside, he he physically his physicality gonna wear him down, but you know, this this dude got angles, he can move, but Figueroa will be very, very interesting. Yeah, it'd be a very interesting fight because how big he is. But one thing about him, New Yue on the inside, he gonna he know how to hold and he know how to beat your ass with his free hand. I'll give him that. He said, I got a new you I stop at Figueroa inside and say, I can see that. But boy, if he let Figueroa get the fucking going on his ass and get Figueroa start dictating real estate, we're gonna have a we gonna have a barn burner. We're gonna have a fucking real barn burner. He let Figueroa get the rolling. Y'all don't understand how big Figueroa is, bro. He let Figueroa get the rolling. I'm telling you, he let Figueroa get the rolling, 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 rolling. He let him get the rolling. Figueroa got the perfect style to beat him in the size. He just ain't got no defense. That's why you lose. That's why he lose. But man, hey, I knew you why Miss Fogg with a couple uppercuts. That would have sent that nigga to the upper room. He said he he missed him with a couple uppercuts. That would have sent him to the upper room. It was one of them, man. I can't remember what round it was in. Maybe like the fifth round. He threw a mad uppercut and Foden slipped that shit. I'll give it to Foden. If Foden defense, if Foden defense wasn't as on point as it was, he would have been in trouble. He would have, that fight wouldn't have, Foden defense really kept him in that fight. Foden defense really kept him in that fight because he picked so many of them shots off. If he if he could have just got away from that jab, he probably would have went the distance, to be honest. For real. Well, Figueroa already did move up. Figueroa's at 126. Him and him and uh Fulton was supposed to, I think, fight again at 126. So he already did moved up. I believe he already moved up. I, I believe so. Shit. Tired of them motherfuckers. I ain't gonna sleep to like shit. I can't remember. Uh he uh yeah, he moved up. He's been up there a couple fights already. Fought Carlos Castro at 126 and he fought uh Mark Mayaxo at 126. That motherfucker like six feet tall, bro. You like six feet tall, but let's talk about let's, talk, let's kind of mix it up a little bit. But you know, a lot of people saying because it's a brand name. Uh man, I ain't gonna lie. When man, I went to the grocery store, man, I bought like four things. That shit came with the thirty dollars. They out here said tripping this motherfucker, my boy. I bought two boxes of kicks because they low in sugar and shit. I don't like you look here. I'll tell you this if you going if you body game talk. If you gonna cheat on your diet, dude, I'm gonna tell you this: never cheat in the morning. And I'll tell y'all kind of what I, I'm on the channel. I'm gonna talk some body game talk real uh, soon. I tell you this, bro. I tell you what I do. I weigh in every week. I tell y'all that because you got to keep track. And I think the number one thing to nutrition, real quick, and everybody can take this. 
Start start reading the nutritional facts. Some um, a retired army vet gave me that that free game. He said, once you start reading the nutritional facts on the on the back of the food, that's gonna deter you from eating a lot of food. And I was at the movies. I usually get the popcorn. I deal with it. Uh, I'm in Michigan, so we got uh, Imagine. I'm pretty sure some of y'all got Imagine theaters, and uh, they got some shit called Olive Pop, where they popping the olive oil supposed to be healthier and shit, but. I, I splurge on that because my thing is this. If my weight is good on Friday, I'm I'm eating what I want on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But most times I only eat two meals on Friday because after I work out through the week, I'm tired. So I'm going to bed on Friday. So but Monday, like usually Monday through Fridays, um, only meat I have Monday through Fridays is turkey sausage in the morning. Um, I do spinach salads. Uh, tuna or salmon for lunch, uh, two fruits. I do a banana in the morning too, real quick, and peanuts for every day. And I come home, I do another spinach salad. I vary them. You could do Mexican taco, but no meat. I could do a garden salad that's uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, or I might turn around and do a, a little Caesar salad or whatever. And that's kind of what I do. I do the spinach base. I do protein shakes and stuff. But that's kind of pretty much what I do. And then my weight good. And I eat what I want on the weekends. I don't eat red meat. I don't eat fried food. I don't smoke. I don't drink. And uh, on the weekends, I get smoked chicken. I do a pizza or whatever. But the thing about it is on Saturdays and Sundays, I, I work out in the morning or I fast. So I fast all morning. Um, maybe eat a fruit or something. But I fast all morning on the weekends. So, you know, if I get to the movies at two or I, you know, I eat dinner about two, three, four, five, that's really the only meal I eat all day. So I fast. I fast. I fast every day. So you break fast breakfast. So I eat breakfast around six. And then, you know, I don't eat again until 1230. And then if I do eat again, um, most days I go to the gym, I don't want to eat after the afternoon. Then I eat probably about 730, 830. I might eat a little late. Depends. So, yeah, I mean, that's how you got to have a balance, bro. Even if you choose to eat red meat and pork, you got to have somewhat of a balance. Trust and believe me. You got to have a balance. That's how you're going to maintain the weight, reading the nutritional facts, checking your weight. Um, you know, and all I drink is really water, too. I don't feel the need to drink nothing else. So, yeah, I mean, shit is, it is what it is. But like I'm telling y'all, man, it's a, your body, once you kind of get more, you know, into nutrition, your body feel a lot better. And then once you kind of get your metabolism going, you cutting weight or you got where you want to be at, when you eat shit like pizza, you want to eat, you know, pork or whatever, your body going to burn right, going to burn that shit right off because your metabolism is, 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 is snapping and shit like that. But, but yeah, you got to just find out what works for you, you know. And obviously you got to keep working out too. So that's always the key. But uh, shout out to Kofi. I see you. Always the key, but yeah, man. People say Saturday we get to this fight, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, real quick, and I hear people say at the gym all the time, man. I eat what I want to eat, uh, you know, as long as I work out, and you know, I mean, if you at where you want to at, you at, and you can maintain it, you can maintain it. You know, it's all about maintaining, but you you want to keep your body as as efficient as possible. So. Always remember that you want to be as efficient as possible. And I will say another thing about it is when you do reward yourself with a with those those meals that you want to eat on the weekends, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be, they taste so much better because you're not eating it every day. But uh but yeah, man, the people say, well, you know, these guys, Crawford and Spence are pound for pound number one. Uh, Saturday, you know, we, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like name brand. You can go get a pair of Aetna shoes and a pair of Nike shoes. And, you know, you can prove to people that the Aetna shoes is better. They feel better. They're better for you when you hoop. They bet they look better when you go out. But a lot of people are going to run with the brand because the brand like Nike, a brand name is established. It's hard to be the brand. You can come out with a, a great jacket. Craftsmanship is impeccable. And then somebody in, in Louis Vuitton come out with a pleather jacket and people just going to pay top dollar for the pleather jacket over your jacket because it's a brand. Brands are important. 
And this this is a brand fight, even though it's a stale fight, even though it's like eating a well, going to a steakhouse, going to Eddie V's, or going to Roof Chris. You know, shout out to Anthony, uh, Anthony and the cash. I appreciate it, bro. It's like it's like going there and and, and and getting a well done steak. Ain't no real steak eater getting a well done steak. Come on. Only lame ninjas doing that, or ninjas who don't know no better. So it's like going like the roof, Chris, and getting a well done steak. Why do you want the well done steak with your uh, lobster macaroni and cheese? Come on, man, you know better than that. But if you knew better, you would do better. But nonetheless, um, that's just what it is. It's a brand name, you know. But you know, you look at the facts. This fight should happen three, four years ago. Um, Terrence Crawford about to be thirty six in a couple months. Errol Spence already 33, been through what he been through. Is it really a prime fight? Is it really what Fulton and New UI wasn't even though a New UI made it look make it made it look easy? You know, I like I told y'all, that's like them taking taking us to Gilligan's Island, starving us, and, and, and you know, finally giving us some some fucking saltine crackers. Them bitches gonna taste good as hell. It's gonna taste like steak, it's gonna taste like you know, lobster. You know, should we just reward or reward them for for putting the boss community through turmoil? And like I said before, both of them have a responsibility to it. They do. You know, we supposed to turn around and reward them for for bullshitting around, and then they turn around and say it's happening at the perfect time. Like how? But you know what? It's perfect for their pockets. It's perfect for their pockets, and that's just what it is. Even even for Earl Spence, it was better off if Earl Spence clipped his wings a couple years ago. Lee Woods, I haven't really seen Lee Woods fight, so no offense. But it would have been better for Earl Spence if he fought him a couple years ago. Might have been better for Bud had he fought him a couple years ago. But let's not act like we 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 get into the we the first people in the line at the Golden Corral when the food fresh at the buffet. Hell no. This the this the equivalent of the Golden Corral about to shut down and they ain't refilling nothing no more of the, the food. So whatever food been sitting there dried up in the pan under the light, that's the food you get. What brother Nas say, Nazim say about Shane and Floyd. He said, You don't want to be the last person at the buffet. You want to be the first person at the buffet when the food hot. We want to be the first to be Floyd. So let's stop fronting like this, this, this great ass fight, you know, that we all been waiting on. Nah, dude. No, this like this like when you know your high school crush you used to like, you know you know finally spin the blocker you see her out and now she want to talk to you but then she got three kids and she got a stomach that looked like an oatmeal raisin cookie ah oh, no nah, I'm good, but some of you ninjas ain't got that self respect y'all just got to know what the box hit like, you got live finesse to her and become baby daddy number, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying some of you niggas ain't got no shade you just got to know what it what it what it hit like. Real talk. But that's what it is. You know, come Saturday, they might put a hell of a performance on. They might. But, you know, what that little uh, uh, anyway did, you know, they, got, they got a lot to make up to make, you know, they got a lot to make ground to make up on. I know people say, oh, this is for Undisputed. He done that. And moved up and fought the lineal guy. Come on, let's let's not act like you know these belts ain't supposed to have been brought together. Even before Crawford came to the division, uh, somebody should on PBC should have brought all the belts together. They didn't. And and will this fight live up to the hype? Obviously, in New anyway, in Fulton didn't live up to the hype, but in any way exceeded the hype. I mean, shit, that's not even hype no more. It's is 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 validated. It's real. This fight didn't hype didn't exceed it so much, and it, it probably would exceed a lot higher. If expectations probably the hype would be higher, but there's no substance around it. It's none. The substance around it is who ducking who, who got in the cracks, who got shot in the head, who got chased by who. It's no trash talk, and they both admitted the fight would be bigger if they trash talk, and they're not trash talking. So guess what? People don't get to talking. It's no trash talking on access. 
So it's nothing to grab onto. That's what made Delahoya Mayweather so good because Mayweather kept people engaged. Mayweather kept controversy going on. Mayweather had 50 Cent in camp. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody really care about what niggas do on Father's Day, dog. Don't nobody in America care about Father's Day. Let's just keep it real. Y'all don't even care about Father's Day. Y'all lucky if y'all wake up and get a bowl of porridge and another bow tie or another tie. People want to see a, a, a verbal assault. So it's nothing to grab on to this fight. Ain't nobody getting pushed. Ain't nobody talking about nobody, baby mama. Ain't nobody talking about who, who do this, who do that. Nothing. Ain't nobody say, man, it's Bud Crawford on my birthday Saturday. Ain't nobody, I would have been like, Bud, I'm about to whoop your mama ass, whoop your ass on my birthday and send her some flowers. Man, dude. You know, it ain't none of that. I think my most anticipated thing about this fight is just getting this shit over with. Hoping they don't have no controversy. We could turn the page and move on from this shit. And then hopefully we could turn the page and, and move on for Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. And we can close those those chapters in the same year. Hopefully next, next year we could turn the page on Usyk and, and Fury. That's it. That's it. Time to let the Xander Zayas shine, and you know the Jai Tuckers and the and the Keyshawn Davises and the Andy Cruises and it's time for Javante Davis to step up and shine. It's time to make Beevil get in the ring with better B at. It's time for those, those type of fights to happen. Real talk. You know, if T.O. win his next fight and Devin can beat Regis and they can fight on Super Bowl weekend, that's great. Can boxing keep this momentum going? But just saying the winner of this fight get to be pound for pound number one. Now, I got to see it. After what the little anyway did, I got to see it. That was a Roy Jones type of performance. You know, and everybody's synonymous with the, with the name brand. Everybody, oh, man, you know, oh, man, you got the motherfucking Louis Vuitton and Gucci. That's what Crawford and Spence is. They the Louis Vuitton. They the Gucci and all that shit. I don't know what's going on here. Hold on. Oh, yeah. My bad. I don't know what happened. My computer was tripping. But yeah. So uh only only time gonna tell. And they might go in that bitch and have a war. Well, let's stop acting like we the we the first niggas at the buffet and the food hot. Cause it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. But hopefully we in for a treat. You know, we had somebody come on and said like Spence was still 175, 170 at his workout. If he still was, if he still, if he still was, uh, if he still, if he still was 170 last week, anywhere close to that, I don't know what to say. And he, he looking a little bit like drained in the face. But hey, guess what? It ain't my problem. Um, he looked, he looked, he looked a little, little drained. Hold on, trying to get a better look of him. Trying to get a better look of him. Hold on. Bug got a whole hood on like this nigga Sith Lord and shit. So you really can't tell. This nigga got a whole hood on in the goddamn 100 degree weather. This nigga Bug might be cutting away too, shit. This nigga got a whole black Nike hoodie on. 
But if that motherfucker was 170 last week, bro, I don't know what to say. He look, I, I'm not really good at guessing people weight. I'm just going off of somebody else said in the chat. But I had to guess. You would hope he's somewhere around 154, 155. That's kind of where you probably want to be at going into fight week. That's pretty pretty much where you want to you probably want to be at bare minimum. You know, bare minimum. So I don't know how, what notice he what notice that he had about uh what notice he had as far as you know when he actually started training for the fight. I know people say, well, he's training in the heat and shit. Um he wouldn't have to if you know if he stayed on point and he looked pretty, you know, solid right there. With his young son, he looked pretty solid right there. But then again, we just don't know how much he weighs. And you know, Coffee was pointing out that he kept drinking a lot of water at his workout. He kept drinking a lot of water. I just said Terrence Crawford just had a whole Nike a Nike Tech uh hoodie on, and I'm pretty sure it's hot as fuck out there in Nevada because I seen how hot it's supposed to be. And it's kind of really hard to get some people weight unless you can see their legs too. But I mean that's up to him. And everybody talking about how, you know, Errol Spence come out fast. Boy, if I'm Terrence Crawford, dude, I think I come I come right at him. Especially seeing what you've seen from the Fulton fight. When you don't when you don't get in when you don't get in that ring. When you don't get in that ring for a while in a real fight, you can't simulate with that shit with sparring. You can't. You can't. Look how, how big of a factor NUA speed was. You know, people said, well, Foden had to get the timing down. To get timing, you got to have a rhythm. And it's hard to develop that rhythm in sparring, bro. That's why it's important to fight. And if his camp was, was about really cutting weight and not working on shit, it is what it is. It is what it is. If he had if he had a fat camp, I mean that's on him. You know? Because imagine where you could just do strength conditioning a little bit, then you could train, you could do a little boxing training, then come back in the afternoon and just do your training. But you gotta worry about cutting weight and doing all that other stuff. I mean, it is what it is. And you know, Crawford north of 30, about to be north of 35. You know, he said he was only five pounds off a couple weeks ago, but shit, hey, you never know. You never know. But his face do look a little sunken in. And when you get into your 30s, dog, yo, I told y'all about 29, my body started to change, got lactose. You know what I'm saying? Everything else started breaking down. You should be able to eat chili cheese fries after the club. Now you're on the toilet before you go to bed after the club. Your bone density started to change. Your bowel flow started to change. When you, you're over 30, man, it's, it started to change. It's harder to get that weight off of you because you're starting to get your grown men strength. You know? So he been he been off since last April. So then you go what uh May, June, July. So yeah, about about 15 months. Over 15 months, 15 and a half. Damn near to the day. I, I don't believe you gotta starve to lose weight. I don't believe that's the case. He don't really have to starve to lose weight. But if you're gonna if you gonna try to lose it in a uh I mean losing weight is easy. I mean it's simple as you gotta burn more calories than you consume. 
you know, you got to eat less and burn. You know, you got to eat less, basically what it is. Not burn more than you consume, but you got to eat less. As simple as that. So it ain't really that he got to starve himself, in my opinion. You know, he got to have the right balance of nutrition. You know, and what, and the thing about having the right balance of nutrition, you want to maintain an energy level to train. But once you cut and weight, in a short amount of time, it's really about having a discipline to ignore your appetite so you can train your body. And then the second thing about it is your energy level is going to be funny. So you got to work, you got to work out lightheaded. You got to work out, you got to really count on your body burning that store of fat. He said, you must eat properly, understand what to eat to uh, for your blood type. Yup. Kel Brookies gets blood tested too. But simply put, you just got to, you got to, you know, consume less calories, but then you got to continue to burn. And there's some days when you cutting weight, bro, where your energy level is like you down. And then you got to stay preoccupied where you don't want to go to the refrigerator. Then you turn it over to the water to maintain your, uh, to maintain your, your hunger spikes. So water is going to be your best friend, especially when you cutting weight because you don't want to consume no calories. So water going to be your best friend to control your appetite. I, I chew gum, water, chew gum. And then, you know, this is the most underrated, this is the most underrated tactic of all time when you come to cutting weight in a short amount of time, take your ass to bed early. That's the best, that's the best, that's the one of the best tactics I can give you. Take your ass, you got the questions, I'll answer them. Y'all got any questions? Take your ass to bed early so you ain't got to worry about waking up, going to the, waking up or eating while you late. You just go to bed early. You ain't got to worry about that. Go to bed early where you ain't got to worry about cheating or nothing like that. Said in general, going to bed early keep you out of a lot of trouble. How can you tell bed? I ain't say you overtrained. I don't know if you're talking to somebody else. I mean, that nigga out there in an the all-black, this nigga either coming for blood or you trying to cut a couple pounds. That's crazy how PVC only got four points versus top of four wins. And somebody tried to argue me that I had it the other way around when I say oh, 42. I'd be like, bro, these PVC dudes, but I don't even argue with them no more. They delusional. The more you kick their ass, the more delusional it is. Starve or lose quick, mostly water. Well, not you talking about fasting. Starving and fasting is two different things. Starving, the worst thing you could do is starve your body because once you once you do eat, you're gonna overconsume calories. So you can't starve the body. Especially doing what he's doing, you can't starve the body. Now, at the last week of the fight, you might have to. And once you consume them cat, once you start eating again, your weight gonna jump right back up. Regardless, you're gonna eat more than you would have, you're gonna eat more than you originally did. So you can't starve the body. You can't get in the habit of starving the body. You can't, you just can't do it. But the gym right now actually get, get getting him to overtrain is gonna be tough. But it's a tremendous shape. He said, what it got to do with this? I got Bud. Well, okay, he's talking to him. Bud is in the best shape physically. And looking at him, the nerd, never starve yourself, work it off, good, clean diet. Yeah. Only time you starve yourself is probably, is probably the day before the weigh-in, the day of the weigh-in. Bolton said he was eating three meals every day. Not naturally a big guy. Yep, drink that, drink the water, control it, shoot gum, play Call of Duty, do something, get a dog. I tell you, going to sleep early is a, is a great key, too. Going to sleep early. See, remember, niggas was poor, used to go to sleep. You know, I'm hungry, mama. We ain't got no food, go to sleep. Go to sleep. When you notice when you go to sleep and you wake up, you don't be hungry no more for real. That's the best time to the uh, that's the best time actually to work out in the morning if you can on the empty stomach, too. That way you burn the store of fat and you drop blood sugar levels. Joe, you know him, you know him. Uh, if Fold have a rematch in the con, hell no, I had no rematch. I don't know, but I don't think so. These fence fans, I don't even respond to them no more, bro. I, hey, man, I let you have, I let you blink what you gonna think. 
I'm not arguing with him. You seen Bernie, uh, that rant Bernie had on Fight Hub? I'm pretty sure it's about what Earl said. I'm pretty sure it's about what Earl said. If Earl worried about Bernie and Bomac, hey man, he need to be worried about Bud. He said, "BM something like the ball up homework." <laughs> he said, "I could see Crawford versus Spence in in the draw." We can, I could definitely see that. These niggas greedy. He says, just so we can transpire, I'm betting Buzz stop at 712. I'm putting my money where my mouth is on DraftKings. You could do same game parlays on DraftKings. Now I'm saying fight parlays too. I just heard that on the watching the pivot when uh, Errol Spence. Why we're kind of trying to put tank against a new way. Little niggas three way classes away. They nigga been to beat the shit out of tank ass. Some niggas be on suicide watch. How long would this layoff affect Earl? I mean, he used to be in on, on layoff, so I mean you look at Fulton fight and you I mean you got the answers to that timing. Uh the speed, the rust, especially when you're in your thirties, it's hard to, it's hard to crank that shit up. It's hard, it ain't impossible. But Earl might defy odds. You know, he might. He might. He, he might. But like I said before. I ne- I necessarily don't bet on boxing. It's too it's too much of a fishy uh too fishy. So I plan uh draws crazy. I can see that. Man, well, no, no, nothing too much too much surprise me in boxing no more. Spence ain't trying to make 47 no more. I put a little bit on the draw. And Vegas probably know everybody gonna go with the draw. The draw play. Spence ain't that Crawford is another Ugas. Take about they ain't fighting Cobra. That's I heard that's a lie. But I suck a vulnerable in that black hoodie. I don't know. Whatever. He's out with see Colbert. And Colbert is not fighting Tank, right? Y'all be listening to niggas making shit up. But that's all I got, man. I want to spit that piece. Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, thumbs up the video. Share the video. It'll be in the podcast in a minute. Peace.